Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Tree Service Marketing Profits Podcast. I'm your host, Wesley Smith with TreeServiceDigital.com. And we've got a guest today, business owner, um, Eric Schneider, founder and CEO of Schneider Tree Care and the Tree Care business software he's going to introduce today and talk about, as well as the Schneider franchise tree care operation uh, going on here in the Southeast. And so uh, very glad that Eric's here to share his business story. So thanks so much for being here, Eric. Thanks a lot, man. Great, great. How's my hair? Is it okay? Looks great. Looks great from this angle. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, thanks for joining, man, and providing value today. I know people are going to get a lot of good nuggets out of this, so thanks so much. Um, I think we'll just get started with, like, how did you get started in the tree business and when? And kind of what did that look like when you got started? Or what was your you know previous uh, work history before that? You know, the one, one amazing thing about the tree care industry is that you can start from ground zero with very low barrier to entry. I mean, if you got a chance on a pickup truck, you can start a tree company. My, my, my journey started when I was in the Air Force uh, some 35 years ago. Did a lot of different things. I was a cop. I got to teach people how to shoot guns and stuff, which was a lot of fun. I got out of the military and uh, started a business selling franchises with a buddy of mine, but it was his business and I wanted a piece and that didn't work the way I wanted it to. So I stepped away and I was a stay-at-home dad for almost two years. In those two years, I went to Bible college and I was going to figure out maybe, God, what do you want to do with me? <laughs> and uh, I was preaching in a church and helping out and stuff and, and raising my two boys in diapers and um, realized that I need to do something else. This uh, diaper changing is the hardest job any man could ever have. Yes. And any man that works and tells and says, oh, my wife just stays home with the kids. Dude, they got to stay home for, let them stay home for just two weeks and see how they do. It is a full-time gig, no doubt. Yes. Yeah. So my brother and I, we, uh, uh, he was, he was bartending at the time. I said, Kurt, I need your help. Kurt, Kurt's, uh, he's president of the company today, but I said, Kurt, I need your help. We need, my buddy needs a tree cut down and I think we can figure this out. And we did. And uh, my dad, when I was a kid, he had a small engine business. So we fixed chainsaws and lawnmowers. So I, I had been to service schools for steel and Husqvarna, um, but we were uh, a tree company is way different than cutting firewood and way different than just running a chainsaw. But we figured out how to do it and we survived. And then the neighbor wanted something done. And that's how we got started. And in our marketplace, we figured out that if we will just show up and, and, and estimate the job and just show up when we say we're going to show up, to do the job, we'll get the job and we'll get the next job. Now, business people want to make it so complex, but it's very, very simple. If you just treat people the way they want to be treated, you know, they're going to want to buy from you. Now, so that was you know, 28 years ago. Uh, today, we are uh, three, uh, a prim our, our primary office is in Greenville, South Carolina, but we have a branch office in Spartanburg and a branch office in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, we have some franchise operations out in Asheville and then uh, down in our Anderson area. So in our, in our region. Um, but we just had the opportunity to grow a, a little company into something with almost 100 employees. And what a, what a great opportunity this industry has provided for us. That's awesome. Thanks so much for sharing that beginning stages, because I think a lot of people are in that liftoff stage and they might be watching this today. They might think, well, am I going to make it? Is this going to work? You know, and because you've always, when you start your business, in my experience, starting two businesses, 
you've got to kind of stick your toe out there, stick your toe in the water first, kind of get started on the side, get that hustle going, you know, make some people happy, create the, create the buzz a little bit. Like you said, the referrals start coming in and then you're sort of faced with a, a decision to make, whether do I just keep doing this on the side? Do I stop doing it? Or do I kind of go in all in and, and start this business and really make something out of it? And so you were in that point in the beginning and it sounded like you started getting referrals and it kind of just is a natural progression, right? You do the right thing, you get referrals, you kind of start seeing the revenue coming in. It's like, well, I may as well go for it. Why not? Is that kind of where you were at the beginning? Yeah, you know, that's exactly it. My wife worked full time as a physical therapist, so I could work and reinvest in the company. But yeah, you just take good care of that customer. And, you know, there's an old saying that says um, all things being equal, people will buy from the people they like. All things being unequal, maybe maybe you're not as good as the next guy, but they will still buy from the person they like. So if you're likable in the marketplace, people are going to want to do business with you. You may not be as fancy as one of the national companies, but if you're out there and people like you and you pay attention to what they want, they're going to want to buy from you. You know, it's not this this whole business thing. They got, there's, there's more books written on business and leadership than almost anything else. And the reality of the whole thing is it's real simple. Just treat people right. Stick good care of them. Yeah, that's a good nugget there. If you do that, kind of the rest will take care of itself, you know, amongst other things. But that's really mm -hmm. the main thing there. And then working really hard and making sure every customer is delighted and, and happy before you leave. Don't don't burn any bridges as you go. I see people doing that sometimes. And, you know, one bridge burned could lead to 10 jobs that you don't get or right. bad, bad news spreads a lot faster than good news ever will. So, you know, bad news is kind of like a cancer, kind of like a virus, you know, so you don't want to get any bad news or leave a bad taste in people's mouth. And so it sounds like that's kind of your philosophy too. And um, so start, yeah, you know, oh, go ahead. Before the day, days of digital marketing, they say if you make one customer happy, you gain like 11. If you make one unhappy, you lose like, you know, 58 or whatever the number was. Makes but sense. today, if you make somebody unhappy, you could lose your whole business because the marketing stuff. I mean, you guys that do digital marketing, gosh, you can reach the nation with positive news or negative news. And uh, we don't need no negative. We got to keep things going. No. I was having a conversation with a young man at the gym just a few minutes ago, and he's starting a little landscape company. He was a cop. He was he was a Marine. So he's got some training in life. But he's trying to figure out how does he get his little business started? How can he scale it for his kids? And I said, listen, I, I'll be happy to help you with that. Because I remember what it was like to, when it was me climbing the tree every day, and my brother was doing the cleanup, and then we hired a second guy. And and just how hard it was getting started. Um, but it's not difficult to scale a business today. There's so much information out there. And, uh, and we built a software to actually accomplish that. Because one of the big things we forget to do, well, number one, we, we don't know who we work for because we're doing everything by paper. We hope the next job comes in, right? And, and But if we could remember every customer we work for and we could send them a note saying, hey, I'm available. You know, I'd love to do some more work for you. You know, would they use this again? Well, if they liked us, they will. Right. So, so, and I took that whole idea and we built it into a, a software called Mantix and said, okay, um, these software guys, they want to sell me something because they're software guys. And I looked at it and said, well, what they're selling me is not the way I do business. So we developed something that does business the way we do business and follows a good process. 
And uh, I mean, you can communicate with your client from the very beginning, you schedule the jobs, you can do follow them all the way through. And then when you're when you're done and they're happy, you can hit that little button and say, send the bill. <laughs> you don't you don't have to go home at night and, and go through all the paperwork and forget and you might forget to bill somebody because it was a small job or whatever. Um, I mean, even a small job, if you lose that money, it's it's money lost, you know. Uh, anyway, so I, my heart is for our industry. I started, I, I, I've been in the industry 28 years. I was on the, the national board. I was on TCA, TCIA board for six years. So I got to meet tree guys around the nation, um, small companies and, and the monsters. I mean, I got to spend time with Jim Ingram and Bob Bartlett with Bartlett and, and uh, Phil Chambers with Townsend Tree and, oh gosh, uh, you know, you named the big Chris Asplund, got to spend some time talking with him. And, you know, they may not remember you because you're just one of the one of the little guys. But, boy, I could glean a lot of information from the big dogs, you know, and having that opportunity in in the industry. Like I was telling you, Wesley, uh, you need to go to winter management because it's fun. You'll you'll yeah. connect. I've had the offers. A few people in the TCIA when we go to the expos usually invite me or ask me if I'm going to go and. I do need to make it out there. I think, I mean, I like warm climates anyway, especially during the wintertime. It's a nice getaway. And yeah. it sounds like, you know, it's a good network and opportunity to talk with other people in the industry. So, that, I mean, it sounds right up my alley for sure. So, um, but that's great. Yeah. A couple of things that you mentioned there with the software, that's, we're big proponents of that because what we see in our digital marketing efforts, um, having a contact database, a customer relationship manager, like what you're talking about, a business manager, um, amplifies the results because what happens is you can build a fence around your customer base, essentially. And like you said, right. reach out to them with email marketing newsletters, um, incentives on quarterly this, quarterly that. You know, we have a promotion right now for this, or perhaps a storm comes through. You can send a text message to every one of your previous clients. Hi, this is you know, Schneider Tree Care, for example. As one of our previous customers, you're on our priority list. If you have an emergency tree service, we're here. Give us a call if so. That's a timely message that can go out the day of, things like that. So when you have your customer base all organized, it, there's just a lot more opportunities there. We see that too. And so I, I'm assuming too, for what you do, the larger you get, the more customers you get, you're not going to remember every little thing you did for everybody. So having it plugged in where everybody can see the same thing in your team, mm -hmm. organization, just makes a world of difference in being able to grow in the first place, I would assume, right? Like, I don't see how you do it with just paper these days anyway. Um, well, there's a, there, it was, it was slow. It was, it, you know, today is a lot better. And, and I remember it was like to be the guy that talked to the customer and then the guy that went, that showed up to, to climb the tree and the guy that sent them a bill at the end of the job. I remember what it was to be that guy. And, 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 and it is possible to get beyond that. Another, another neat little function that this, uh, this software is going to have is, is what's called an API. So we can actually connect with your services right? And they could buy your services and use our software and reach their whole client base. Uh, I don't know exactly how all the details of that stuff work because I'm not a software engineer. We hired software engineers to build this program because, uh, you know, we're tree guys. <laughs> we gave sure. a play to do it. We said, this is how we want it to work because this is the way we work while we figured that out over the last 28 years. But uh, we need you guys to code it in a way that protects everybody's information and, you know, make sure that things are, everything's done exactly right. Uh, but to communicate, you know, one of the greatest, um, probably one of the greatest uh, uh, reasons for my success is not that I'm that smart. 
and it's not that I'm that motivated. I am pretty motivated. I'm pretty smart. There's a lot of guys out there smarter than me. I just figured out how to get along with people. I figured out how to, how to, how to serve people extraordinarily or fanatically well. In fact, that's one of our core values, fanatical client service. Um, uh, you know, I, I was telling you, I was at the gym earlier and I'm listening to the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. It's a timeless book. And what you'll learn in a, in a book like that is invaluable to growing a business. But the, to, to expand and to grow and, you know, we, we, not, we need to figure out what it is we want. You know, do we want to have the biggest tree company in the world? Some of us may want that. Some of us may want that. Do we want to just make a great living and enjoy freedom and do trips and enjoy life? That's one of my guys. Actually, okay, great. Um, but what do we want with life? And, and to set those goals and figure it out and then get there in a way that's fun. That's, a, that's a, an opportunity that entrepreneurs have. You know, as independent business owners, we get that. We get that option. If you're working for some big organization, you're punching a clock. Well, that might be fun for some people. Not the thing I'm looking for. You know, I want to have some control over where I'm going. And I want to meet guys like you and say, okay, how do we collaborate? How do we make this work so that you win and I win and we go forward together? You know, that's what's fun. And that's that's probably the biggest lesson I've learned in the industry is there's a lot of people out there, a lot of tree guys that say, hey, I'll help you. You know, I'll give you some advice. What do you need? And I've done it for dozens and I'll continue because that's that's fun. We have an opportunity as an industry to do so much more than most. You know, uh, in plumbing, you were mentioning earlier that you uh, grew up in a plumbing fan. Can I share that? I'm sorry. Yeah, sure. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You grew up as a, as a plumber's helper since your dad was the plumber. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, for him to be a plumber, he's got to have a lot of education. He's going to have a lot of tools. He's got to have a lot of knowledge. He probably had to do, you know, some form of uh, on-the-job training um, to get some kind of a certification. In our industry, there's very little of that. You know, you've got an ISA certification, which is a great thing. Be a certified arborist. The CTSP, by the way, I was on the task force that invented the CTSP program. You know, there was eight of us in a room, John Ball and a bunch of other bunch of us. And we came up with a whole system, the whole program of CTSP. Now it's an international program. That happened to, to this guy who was a, just started a little tree company 28 years ago. Had the opportunity to be part of building something that has now gone international. That's kind of exciting. Yeah, that's that's a really good point and something I wanted to dig into a little bit too. So I know you guys are big into the tree healthcare plant healthcare space, and there's a lot of tree service companies out there who start with just traditional tree services, trimming, pruning, you know, removals, land clearing, things like that, and they end up either going down the plant healthcare path where like a bolt-on service, something else they can offer their existing client base, or they just kind of stay in the same lane for the for the for the duration. And so what we've seen is, is a lot of the companies that pivot and do the plant healthcare end up growing exponentially faster because A, they provide more services and a full line of services because not everybody just wants to you know, chop everything down or cut everything down. I mean, of course, that's a big part of the business, but a lot of people want to save the trees, but there's a lot of people that are conscious of the trees and the health of you know, trees and uh, plants and things like that. And so um, talk a little bit about when that kind of came up with you and your business. When did you kind of decide, like, this is an angle I want to go down, is the plant healthcare space? <laughs> well, I, re- I remember fondly a young man that worked with me. He's now a city arborist for a city in, in North Carolina. He was a graduate from Clemson. And I said, hey, we want to start this, uh, this tree and shrub cuts, PHC thing. 
He says, oh, I know something about that because he'd had some had, had some education. And and so he helped us, you know, kind of get some systems in place to start caring for trees. A side note, he was a, a climber also. And at that time in our business, we were very young. We were still spiking trees to, to prune them. And he said, he said, so are we just going to, you know, we're going to just spark, spike the hard ones? Uh, are we going to just break the rules for the hard trees? And we changed our whole policies. You know, he had an influence in my organization to the point where we're like, okay, if we're going to do the right thing and, and follow the ANSI standard, then we're no longer going to uh, spike trees to prune them, uh, which was, which was kind of neat. And he helped us, you know, put some systems in place and then we continued to grow that. It's, it's kind of difficult because our industry really doesn't want to share that information. You know, if you talk to, to some of the big dogs, they'll tell you how to break trees, how to cut down trees, how to prune trees. Uh, but they won't tell you how to put how to sell a, uh, a good uh, PHC program that's renewable year after year after year. Uh, they want that work. So they don't want to give that away. They don't want, that's the secret sauce they want. They don't want to share. Uh, but I looked at it and said, OK, I've got guys that that, uh, you know, maybe they can't climb trees in there well i'll tell you specifically one gentleman he's been with me now 20 i think 22 years uh he was a crew leader he was a climber he was a bucket operator and he started getting older and just just the beginning of this year he came to me and says eric i'm putting in my notice two more years i said really john at 68 years old you're going to give me two more years <laughs> so the cool thing is he can do the, the PHC at 68 years old and still turn really good numbers. Um, so it, it, it was, a, was something that was, I looked at it and said, okay, my, some, some questions if I'm going to ask, I'm going to start a business. Number one, is it, re, is, it, is it infinitely reproducible? Is it long-term sustainable? And is it profitable? If it meets these three these three questions, then probably it's something I can get into. And I looked at, you, you remove a tree, you can do it one time. You prune a tree, you can do it about every three to five years, depending on species, right? Um, but if you fertilize a tree, you can do that two or three times a year forever. Well, at least until the tree dies. And that's, they're a hundred year plant. So let's see if we can get a hundred years out of these hundred year plants. Now we don't just do you know uh, big trees; we do shrubs as well. But the idea that we can go to that same property year after year after year and serve that client, and then if they have a tree that breaks or whatever, we go clean that up too. But that whole idea of of long term sustainability and and providing a service that's beyond what the average you know most of us started cutting them down because we knew how to do that or we could figure that out. Um, I, and, and then I took that idea, right? And I've got technicians that, that, run, uh, that run a spray rig. And I thought, well, what about that guy that wants, wants more? How do I help him go forward? Because in my life and in my business life, I know that I can get what I want if I help them get what they want, them meeting my employees. I want to help people go forward. And nobody works for me. We all work together. I say, you know, I never would make, make that statement. They work for me. We, he, they work with me. So then we started this idea of, uh, of a franchise where they can start uh, take that the knowledge and experience they got doing shrub and tree care and go to a different market and do just the shrub and tree care. We call it shrub and tree care. The industry calls it PHC. 
Mm-hmm. I call it, excuse me, shrub and tree care because the client might understand what shrub and tree care is. Yes. They probably don't know what PHC is until you explain it to them. You know, and uh, I would rather them in my marketing and you being a marketing guy, you know, if you push out their PHC, you got to educate them to what that means. But if you push out their tree and shrub care, they might get it. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I imagine too, that line of business is less of a roller coaster ride in your business month to month, quarter to quarter, year to year. Uh, yep. As you know, it's, it's slow season for a lot of the areas of the country right now. So I'm sure that helps kind of plug those gaps with repeat business where mm-hmm. you're going out regardless of the season and it's less of a roller coaster. You might have contracts in place with larger either municipalities or universities or places like that too, which require even more treatments. And what I've heard too, from a lot of business owners that are doing the tree and shrub care plant healthcare niche is a lot of people say that they're one of the only ones in the area that are a specialist on that. So a lot of tree companies refer all of those types of clients over to this person, which then in turn helps you grow the business even faster because now you're educated on it. You know what you're doing and people gravitate towards that. Is that, was that kind of your experience with it too? Absolutely. The, the franchises that we have out, that's their whole model. They go to all the other tree companies and say, listen, you don't do this service. I will do this service and I'm not going to cut trees. In fact, I'm going to give you all the cutting. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful symbiotic relationship. Uh, I, my, my tax, my shrub and tree care tax, they're, they're, they're a different kind of tree guy, you know, and generally have, when, when guys try to start PHC or tree and shrub care in their organization, uh, say a tree company has been around for a while and they got a bunch of climbers, and big equipment, you know, oh, chainsaws, oh, you know, man stuff. The, the technician, the tree and shrub care technician is kind of gets looked down on, but, but it shouldn't be that way. He's the guy that knows more than most. He's the guy that gets out there and can diagnose and treat trees. But because he's alone in the in the in that organization, it, it's kind of a difficult position, where all the climbers are hanging out together, you know, talking about the the big job they just did, and he's the guy that's out there every day fertilizing and spraying for bugs and disease, and he's the guy that that's finding woolly adelgid and and or uh, we got great myrtle bark scale, big problem for us right now. He's finding those things, and he's serve, serving the client in a very different way, in a way that helps them maintain their landscape and maintain what they do. So, so if you put a guy out there, like you're talking about that guy that he's just going to do shrub and tree care, then you know, he can serve a lot of different companies you know, with that, with that model and, and they're going to win and he's going to win. And as like I was saying, you know, before we started that if I'm going to do business with somebody, it's got to be win-win because it, it's just not fun to get taken advantage of. And it's, for me, it's not fun to take advantage of people. You know, I want to yeah. make sure people are winning around me. Because long-term sustainable business is fun because you know who you can trust, right? And you can do that on a local level and you can do that on a national level. There's some great suppliers that we've been running more bark chippers for 28 years. Those guys have been phenomenal to us. Not that Bandit or Vermeer and those other guys are any less. They're great companies too. But we found one that that we could connect with and we stuck with them. You know, we're, we're a Husqvarna, what they call an arborist dealer. So we can buy our own chainsaw direct from Husqvarna. What a great relationship that is. I mean, I'll tell you, Walt Rowe there at Husky and all the other guys have been absolutely phenomenal to work with. We need some. They got a problem. And one thing about as big a company, I don't want to get off too much of a tangent, but as big a company as Husqvarna is, if they have a problem, they'll fess up and fix it. And <laughs> that's amazing. Where some other companies might just, you know, sweep it under the rug and tell you that didn't happen and find another way. But Husqvarna has been 
well, I don't work for them necessarily. I'm not getting a paycheck from them, but I'm very happy with the service we've gotten from them over the years. You know, yeah, customer service has fallen by the wayside in a lot of industries. So that's that's refreshing to hear. Um, and if you guys are having any value or getting value out of this video, which I'm sure you are, comment on YouTube if you're watching it. Let us know if you have any questions. We'll answer them after the fact. If you're on the podcast, listening to the audio, like and subscribe to our podcast. We've got plenty more episodes coming up. That leads us into another one, which is really important um, that you had mentioned too. Like, what do you think um, has been good? Because we hear this a lot of times too from our clients and just in the industry. How do you keep and retain good, talented employees in your organization? Is there some sort of trick that you guys do? Or is it just kind of your core values that you're speaking of before? Like you just treat everybody well and make everybody feel like family and that helps kind of keep everybody there too? Well, the question is, who is the, the, uh, the CCO of the company? The chief cultural officer of the company, right? Probably it should be the owner or a leader in the organization, but who sets the culture for the organization? I mean, we do things like during the summertime, every, uh, the, the third Thursday of the month, we do a barbecue or we feed the guys. We'll do pizza one night, we'll do tacos, we'll do barbecue. But, you know, uh, the, so throughout the summer, one day a month, we're gonna feed everybody. We cook enough food that they can take some home to their families. We tried to do parties on the weekend, like go to a park or something, and the guys didn't want to show up. You know, they, they wanted their family time. So we figured, hey, let's just do it at the end of a, a work day. And that has worked out great. So things like that. But, but uh, you know, the question, I, this, I keep going back to this conversation I had earlier today with this young man. He says he doesn't know how to hire people. How do I hire somebody? You know, how do I get the people I need? I said, well, here's the question. Um, are you a jerk? Are you a good guy to work for? You know, do you care about your people? Because everybody's asking this question, what's in it for me? Your customers are asking that question. Your employees are asking that question. Your wife is asking that question or, or husband. What's in it for me? And that's the nature of who we are. And if you would ask that question of others and say, okay, this is what's our answer to that question. This is what's in it for you. You know, we're going we're gonna to provide uniforms. We're going to provide um paid holidays. We're going to provide a retirement plan. We're going to provide services, uh, uh, coaching on, on budgeting. That's a big deal with us. I want, I want my guys to be financially stable. You know, if you're spending more money than you make, you're going to be in a chaos all the time. So what, what is the culture you're promoting to your, to your group? I'll tell you one thing we did that has been instrumental in our, in scaling our growth was really a buy into the EOS program, the Entrepreneurial Operating System. Uh, Gino Wickman wrote a book called Traction, like a car getting traction. Uh, that has been phenomenal. Uh, we implemented that. We were fully implemented probably eight years ago. Uh, it took us a few years to get implemented. But that, that gives you the tools you need. That, that book, that system gives you the tools you need to grow your business, to take care of your people, to have good core values, mission statement, vision statement, it walks you through the whole process. Uh, I would encourage anybody that wants to grow their organization to look into uh, that particular system. I mean, it might not be the best system out there, I don't know, but it's the best one for us because it's the one we use. Oh, I yeah. tried other things that were complicated. This was simple enough that everybody could buy in. Right. That's a what good was point. The question? No, was that was a great no, that was a great point. That was that was perfect. How do you know? How do you retain and attract good, talented employees? And you answered it. That was, that was fantastic. Um, treating people the right way, you know, having good core values. What is the leader's 
demeanor? Like, how do you kind of communicate yeah. with everyone? And and that rolls down, right? If you got somebody that's super negative and a jerk, as you say, it's like that. Who's going to want to work there long term? It's not a good environment that you want to be in every day. So that's those are all great points. Yeah, I hear people say, I don't know where to find people. I can't get anybody to work for me. I can't get people to show up. And they're angry about it. I'm like, well, there's your problem. <laughs> yeah. If you were a nice guy, if you were fun, they'd want to work with you. <laughs> right. Well, so we got into when you started and then kind of you started getting some momentum growing the company and then kind of got into the tree and shrub plant healthcare line of the business. What would you say has been the most impactful marketing strategies that you guys have done over the years? Because some people are kind of at that precipice where, wow, we're doing well, we're getting a lot of referrals, but it is a roller coaster. We need to get more steady, phone ringing more often. What are some of the things you think provided the most value for your company other than just treating everybody the right way, getting referrals and, and all of that? Well, referrals is by far the best way to get business, but it's limited, right? Because uh, you can only reach so many people by telling someone about you. We also did, uh, so we took the next step with that and we, we paid a local talent on the radio to talk about our company. Uh, it was the most expensive ad I could buy, uh, but it got me the best return. So a guy named Russ Castle, he's unfortunately, he's passed now, but, but he was a client of ours. We're a little company and I'm talking to a marketing guru friend of mine. And I said, what do I do? He said, well, you know, targeted marketing is where you need to be specific, go after specifically the clients you want. Well, I looked at the, the, I wanted a bigger, a bigger footprint. So I went to the radio and to, to hire the local talent say, Hey, Schneider tree, those guys are great. Those guys are amazing. And, and we, we built a, uh, had a jingle built. So I, I, I sing it for you, but I'm not that good of a singer. The old Schneider, you had a Schneider song, an actual song for the company. That's cool. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Schneider tree here. You know, we're going to be there. Um, yeah. It's, it's a great jingle and that grabs people's attention. So that worked well for quite some time, but that has waned over the years. Um, now we have fully embraced digital. Uh, I was slow to take it on because everybody, you know, 28 years, so it wasn't around when we started. But, um, uh, you know, I had a, uh, the, the, the yellow pages. They want to sell me yeah. digital marketing, right? They were all about it. It was a big spin. And I'm like, okay, that's yellow pages was always good. We got good, good business from it. But I spent a lot of money and they did nothing. They yeah. didn't have the system started together. going downhill about 2005, 10, 12. It was just going. And then if you wanted to get their digital, people would still have to go to yp.com in order to see you there. And if they're not right. going there, if they're on Google, so the Google was going up, you know, with search volume. And that's basically the old yellow pages. Now that's the billboard. That's where people go. So, yeah. Yeah. And Google is ch changing their rules. So guys like you got to keep up. You know, we can say, oh, I'm doing Google. Yeah, you're doing Google, but Google just changed their rules. So now you got to redo everything you did so you mm -hmm. stay fresh in front of them. And, you know, I used to think digital guys, I'm like, ah, you know, they don't know much. And I do, I do know better uh, until I learn different. Then I found out that, wait a second, they need to keep up with what's going on in the marketplace more than I do. Because, that, because the outside influences, who's doing what in the big marketplace Right. That's going to affect how my marketing gets out there. So if, if, if we were doing great on Google and then all of a sudden that they changed the algorithm or something and then we fell off <laughs> and we had to get back in. So hiring guys like like you and we I'll be, I'll be I'll, you know, this is a commercial tree service. Digital marketing has done a great job for Schneider Tree Care. We've hired them ourselves. <laughs> oh, <I appreciate laughs> for, yeah, sounds great. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do right. voice my ads uh, on the radio. And 
a piece of that was my voice isn't as good maybe as you know the national brands, but it shows that there's somebody behind the scenes. There's somebody that owns it. You know, by doing a personal endorsement for your own organization tells people that you're proud of who you are and that they know there's somebody behind this thing. It's not just some big conglomerate. Right now with what's going on in most industries, they're getting bought up. The HVAC industry, uh, all the heating and air conditioning, they get, you know, they just went through a big, big buyout. Now it's happening in the tree care industry. It's great for some guys that are ready to get out of business and move on and sell their company to an equity group. And for some of us, I, I'd kind of like to stay in business for a while. I like what I do, you know, and, and we're doing well. So why, why, why just sell it, you know? Um, but uh well, I don't want to go down that rabbit trail. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, that's that's good. So the radio thing really helped with like local awareness, branding. The gene yeah. probably was pretty catchy. So all that, what we see is when people do kind of a combination of everything, it really all is kind of a synergistic marketing approach. So you get the branding things from radio or perhaps billboards. And then digital is kind of where all the eyeballs are because people are literally super glued to their phones all day long. Yep. Yeah. Um, so search volume on mobile has increased every single year since smartphones were kind of rampant, you know, in their 2010s and um, teens and stuff like that. So that's really ramped up the mobile views. And so if everybody's going to be there, then you might as well be there as well. And what we see is, is just all of it kind of works together. So it's the email, it's, you know, the email marketing, your customer yep. database, you know, social media, uh, retargeting people that see you once or twice, radio, um, you know, all of these different things and, you know, some of the direct mail, things like that work really well. If you do it all, every little thing helps. And so it sounds like that's exactly what you've done. because you, you built a very, very impressive business in your market and three markets. And then you got several other markets and franchise markets. So what you've done is a, is a quite a bit more than a lot of people have done. So it's, it's awesome having you on and, um, you know, just giving value to the community. People are going to enjoy this. I'm sure if you guys like the video, go ahead and like, and subscribe to our channel. Again, and then um, I guess the next thing, just be respectful of your time too. Um, let's talk about the uh, the software a little bit. So you guys kind of created that for your business because you needed it really super custom for what you do. Yeah, it's sort of custom for for other businesses too. If they're slightly different, doing some of the same similar services. If they're doing tree work, then it works. I mean, the systems are the systems. You've got to meet your customer. You got to track that. You've got to. Uh, one of the things we did is we standardized. In a way, we standardize the sales process, uh, which we could talk to somebody about if they're uh, because if, you, if you're the only guy selling, if you're the only guy selling, then you you can do what you can do whatever you want. But if you've got if you want to hire some salespeople, you want to have them in a system so you can see what they're doing. And if you're the only owner of the organization, you want to have a dashboard so you can see what's going on. Right. This system allows you to, your crews to clock into a job and clock out of the job. So, you know, how long they were actually there. And it will tie, and it can work with a GPS system. So you know where your crews are. Um, Mantix, we, we, we coined the phrase M-A-N-T-X, Mantix. It's Mantix.com because the mantis is, the praying mantis is the protector of the garden. He's the guy eating all the, he's the beneficial insect that's eating all the bad insects, right? Um, that's why I came up with the name Mantix. But the, 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 this, this system will work for landscape companies as well as tree companies. Um, we're going to also eventually do a whole landscape piece. But we looked at how we do business and what was on the marketplace. We used, uh, I don't want to uh, you know, talk bad about anybody else, but we used 
several other uh, industry softwares. And we found them cumbersome and complicated and difficult to use. And they'd offer like, you know, big opportunity with CAD or GPS tracking, all this stuff. They'd offer these things, but they wouldn't do it very well. So we would try to use these systems that they put in their software, didn't work well. So we thought we're gonna do something that's simple that the average guy in the field can use. Because if it's not simple, you're not going to get good data from your from your uh, your arborist who's selling or your uh, crew leader. If he's not going to use it, you're not going to get the information you need. So we built something that works. Um, after 28 years of doing this thing, I thought I need something. And for for Schneider Tree, we saw literally five times our profitability. We increased our profit profitability in our organization by five times. Now, as an organization, we grew at 15% last year actually 16% last year, which was also a big part of having a software that tracked everything and could see where we're at so we could adjust as we're moving forward. That's awesome. Yeah, intelligent data allows you to make intelligent decisions on your business. So that's really, yeah. that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. That's, that's incredible though. So what what uh, so what so we can do is we can put a link to the Mantics uh, website, you know, in the show notes on the YouTube okay. video in the podcast description. No problem there. That's awesome. People are probably going to be interested in that. So we'll put that in there. Um, kind of pivoting a little bit. What's next for uh, Schneider Tree Care? Do you guys have any big markets you're going into next or more franchisees coming along? I'm sure you do. What's cooking for Schneider? Actually, our next franchise is going out uh, this spring uh, down uh, down in the Somerville market, down south, Char uh, south of South Carolina. Um, so that'll be our next expansion. Um, our goals for the year. I mean, we set simple goals. Let's just Let's just do what we do 15% more. Mm -hmm. Let's just do 15% more this year. Um, we, we've got, you know, we, we've got a great relationship with CMC lifts, the spider lifts, um, all access is the, the who reps them in the United States, uh, product built in Italy. I've got seven of those units. They'll reach 83 feet in the year and I can go through a 36 inch gate to, uh, to take care of the trees. So we're going to continue to do the things that we're doing. You know, I, Taking over the world, I used to think that's what I wanted to do. Now I realize that what I really want to do is I want my team to do extraordinarily well, and I want to have good relationships with other people. Uh, I don't I don't intend to be a save a tree. They are a monster company and getting bigger every day, and that's a great vision and a great opportunity in our industry. and And had had some personal conversations with uh, Daniel Ben Starberg. He's a good man. Uh, it's just not the direction I want to go. I, I, I like what I'm doing on a local level or a regional level, and we're going to continue to, to push that and do all we can to help other people go forward. You know, this, this software gives us opportunity to help other people go forward. The franchise opportunity gives an opportunity for other people to go forward. You know, at what point, I'm 58 years old, right? I don't have a, <laughs> as one of my guys said at our quarterly, he says, Eric, I'm really, really pleased that in your advanced years that you would take on a project like Mantic's. <laughs> my, my advanced years, you right. son of a. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's awesome. To answer your question, we're just going to keep growing and doing what we're doing and have fun doing it. Uh, you know, if anybody wants to give me a call or reach out at eric at schneidertree.com or at mantics.com, I'm happy to have a conversation or help. Um, like for you and I to have some more conversations, Wesley, after this, because uh, I'd like to see how I can better promote what you do because you've been in the string long enough. You, you proved yourself. So let's, let's, let me help you push, push what you do out there. No, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Yeah. We're growing as well. I mean, serving over a hundred tree service companies across the country and 
Um, that's awesome for what you're doing and growing the business. And I know a lot of people are going to get a ton of value out of this today. So thanks so much. And we'll make sure we've got, um, you know, your Mantics link in the show notes and description. Thanks for offering your thanks. contact information. Hopefully you won't get too many reach outs about that, but um, I'm sure you help people along the way all the time and people appreciate that kind of thing. So it's always good to hear from people who've been in the industry for a long time. Uh, people like to hear, like, if I just put one foot in front of the other every day, I can continue to grow and evolve and get my business yeah. where I want to get it. It's just not an overnight thing. And, and business is not an overnight thing. So you have to look at it as, you know, time's going to go by anyway. I might as well be doing something useful, valuable, and productive. Mm -hmm. So can't get rich overnight. You can't build a business overnight. Rome was not built in a day, but you can get there fast enough. And time goes by fast enough anyway, especially once you have kids. It just seems to, <laughs> years, about a month, it seems like at this point. Wait till you have grandkids, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that too. Well, what, any parting words that you have for the audience or, you know, maybe people are struggling or trying to get their tree service company off the ground or, you know, anything like that, or maybe the pivot to PHC. Is there any parting words maybe that you'd leave the audience with today? You know, the best thing we can do is really decide what is it we want out of life and then go forward. But be real with yourself. Find out what it is. Ask yourself the question, what do I really want? And then make a list of those things and go forward with that. We all have different goals and different purposes in life. If you can find your purpose, if you're truly driven by a particular purpose, you you could do you can do extraordinarily well and do anything you want this lifetime. Now, I love what we do. I love the fact that we we're in the tree care industry. We have opportunities most industries don't have. Let's take full advantage of that. And there's a lot of us out there like me that will help. So there's there's good companies, New Jersey Crane. I know they're doing an amazing thing with training. And, and Husqvarna's got training programs and North America Training Systems Solutions. And that's guys, those are awesome. You know, there's so many guys out there willing to help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Get involved in your associations and uh, and learn and get all you can get. Because life is uh, life is short. Let's have fun with it. I think that's very, very valuable insight. So if you need a coach or you need a mentor, find one because they've been yeah. in your shoes and where you want to go. And that's very, very helpful for the long run, just kind of mentality wise too. just knowing that you can kind of bump ideas off of somebody that already knows kind of where you're going. Well, Eric, I appreciate it today, man. This has been awesome. Thanks so much for your time. I know everybody's going to love watching this, listening to it on the podcast. Uh, until the next video, guys, appreciate you listening. Like and subscribe to our YouTube channel and our podcast on your favorite player on all the major ones. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next video. Thanks.